Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Just the Worst. That's us. Yep. We're in the worst. I'm Patty. I'm Valentina. And that's Coming it. Coming to you live. <laughs> From sort of. Park. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not in Menlo Park. I think we're in Reno. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Reno. The biggest little mistake. Isn't that what they call it? <laughs> the biggest little mistake. I think so. <laughs> I think I made that earlier this week, actually. Oh, no, you didn't. What'd you do? No, it's not a mistake at all. I think it's going to be good. What did you do? I decided that I'm going to get a new job. Cool. And I might have preemptively told everybody at my work. <laughs> I think they call that quitting. <laughs> so, so you quit your job. That's the best feeling. I, yeah. Well, I'm tentatively resigning just depending nice. on. Uh, Taking a hiatus yeah. due to dehydration. Due to, yes, exactly. <laughs> And exhaustion. I need to be hospitalized. A little mental health break. Yeah. So I did that earlier this week. That's the best feeling. It really, it was When you're not panicked about getting your next job or like paying your bills, it's the best. Yeah. I haven't hit that part yet. I want to do it forever. Just quit your job forever? Yes. I just want to never work (laughs) again. Oh. I thought you meant you want to just continuously tell them, I'm quitting. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Next week, I wouldn't be gone. That would feel too. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I'm only going to have to quit my job if we don't move offices. Because when I interviewed there, I was like, I don't want to be in the city. And they were like, oh, well, we're going to move next year, early next year. Oh. So. And where where are you planning on moving? Hopefully down around here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So downtown Reno. Surprisingly, it's more expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Downtown Reno. Well, big startup community. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the commute is just killing me. It's $25 a day to park. Why are you driving? Because I cannot adhere to the train schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyone who knows me knows I'm just perpetually late. It's just who I am as a person. But don't trains run all day? Um, For my station, they don't really. Okay. They have weird, like you'll have one two trains like 15 minutes apart and then the next one's not for an hour and then the next one will be like a local train so it makes every fucking stop so it takes oh yeah that would be yeah but like the palo alto station is it gets a lot more traffic okay yeah because i know ian's doing that too going up to the city now yeah but he gets on some train and the baby bullet is it the baby bullet is that what it's called yeah uh but even then i get there and then my office is still like couple miles so i can either walk or oh take an yeah Uber. that's hard yeah. yeah okay it's just reeks of effort <laughs> it, yeah it's totally not your and they're your so deal. cool about working from home and like if you go in at nine no one is there yeah. like it doesn't start to really fill up until like 11 it makes you wonder how startups even survive doesn't it i mean i guess people work all kinds of weird hours though that's at startups, what so i that's think the it thing. is and like, like with the whole Google thing, right? Like people are there at two o'clock in the morning and they uh-huh. want to, yeah. yeah. So that's how ours is. And yeah. you can, you really can do it at home just around the clock. Like oh, all the coding and engineering and whatever those people Yeah. Are. I just had a thought. We were talking earlier about Tom Hanks not playing schmucks anymore. Right. And he played a schmuck in the circle. 
which I just watched oh, the other I didn't day. See that. How was it? it? It's on Amazon Prime. I noticed. It was funny if you are at all familiar with the like Apple Google culture about how oh. they just create these giant campuses that are sort of like a Las Vegas casino where you can't find your way back out once you get in there. Have you heard at the new Apple spaceship, there's so much glass that people keep walking into it. <laughs> Can you imagine how much they pay just to get keep that shit clean? Because oh, the whole thing, like my company oh, built a prototype of that project. Oh. So they, and it was small, but they built this um, prototype. It had the same glass. Yeah. And it's. What is it's, this? A center for ants? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Like that, sure. the glass, the amount of glass that's on that spaceship. But it was like, so the whole first part of the movie is setting up about how they create these campuses so people really don't ever leave. Mm -hmm. And they create all these fun community activities. And it's like, they're not required, but you're totally judged if you don't participate. Oh. But you don't have to. But why aren't you? Because we made these for you and you should really want to stay here all weekend and play volleyball mm -hmm. with your coworkers. And we'll do your dry cleaning. Right, we'll and do your dry a cleaning. Here. And there's and... a band playing tonight, and you should totally come. So that part was really funny, just being from here and seeing that so much. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it. And then it just devolves, though, and like it just like it's kind of one of those movies where you feel like they just got bored of it at the end and just finished <laughs> it. Like, eh, we're done. Just like how the I end. end every episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like talking about this anymore, so I'll let you guys take it over. Yeah, so I won't, you know, no spoilers or anything, but pretty funny and then kind of But he dies at the end. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks is an evil, evil man. Yes. No, because we I was watching A League of Their Own, and he's a schmuck in that. Mm -hmm. But I think that's... Yeah, he's always the nice guy because he's Tom Hanks. Right. And he used to be the funny guy, but now he's not so much the funny guy. Yes. Yeah. And I was saying that my favorite Tom Hanks movie growing up was Money Pit, which mm -hmm. nobody watches. Oh, come and on. I well, nobody watches it anymore. It, and only my parents get it when I quote it. <laughs> I'm sure that's true because I did watch it, but I don't. It's, it was not a quotable oh, one. Oh, God. For me. It was like on heavy rotation at our house. Oh. Well, and Splash, too. That was that time. Oh, yeah. I did Splash. I love him in that. That was a good John one. Candy. Oh, I love him, too. He's uh, my favorite was Uncle Buck. I've never <laughs> seen that. And people are just, like, floored. Yeah. The amount of 80s movies that I haven't seen is amazing. What were you doing in the 80s? I was watching musicals. I was watching Fred Astaire. Oh, that's and right. Gene Kelly and King and I. <laughs> Developing and Oklahoma. this crazy sense of what your life was supposed to be exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> just too much magic. Too much movie magic. When you really should have been watching Uncle Buck and realizing that you just have crazy fucking uncles coming to exactly. stay with you all the time. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't see any of the John Hughes movies. What? I mean, I have now. Yeah. But like Breakfast but Club and all those? When you watch them later, you're like, oh. Like no. it just doesn't have the same. Sixteen Candles? No. No. And wow. I was never a Molly Ringwald fan. And I remember the first time I saw Risky Business, I was like, "Are you shitting me with this?" Do you know that's the first R-rated movie I ever saw? That's and my hardcore. neighbor. Okay, so and I was probably like nine. Yeah. <laughs> so my yeah my neighbor. But this is when you know there was video stores, but that was like a pretty. They were fancy, shady. Yeah. And so my next door neighbor and I walked down to the video store when her parents were out of town and we somehow convinced them that we were allowed to rent this movie out. I don't mm. know how, cause we're neither, she was maybe 12 or 13 and I was well, like they nine. They were never run by 
Like it wasn't like clean and beautiful like a blockbuster. Right. It was like it was Bob's like video. A, a bear cover for porn, basically. basically. But so we took it back and we watched it and I was just like, I mean, hookers and I oh my god. Mean, yeah. It was a it was a big awakening for me right there. Like, wow. Yeah. The world is much larger than my small Catholic school mm-hmm. upbringing. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Like, I was not allowed to watch the kissing scene in Top Gun. No, no. And they just French kissed. But that's, so, oh, like, that's gross. What was that? There was a newspaper, and I'm sure it still exists, but it's basically put out by the Catholic Church. Oh, God. And it's like the sun, something or other, whatnot. But anyway, they had a list when I was a kid, and I'm sure they still do, of movies that were okay to see. Oh, and movies that forbidden. were not. Yes. And I remember at some point, the only movie that we were allowed to see was Xanadu. <laughs> that was the only one that was in the theaters Is that, that the was allowed. one where Sean Connery wears the like banana hammock? It's Olivia Newton-John. Oh, no, that I'm thinking yeah. of something totally different. I think you are. I don't even remember the movie, I just, other than the fact that my dad would literally check this list to see if the movies were okay. And to this day, my dad does not want to watch movies that have any cussing in them. Like, he, he can't handle the cussing or the sex or the anything in a movie. Oh. It just blows his Yeah, I mind. tried to get my parents into Game of Thrones. Oh, God, no. And my mom no. was like, oh, no, what's all this? Yeah, my mom would totally watch it, but my dad wouldn't. Mm-mm. My <laughs> mom, in fact, told Ian and I, when Ian and I first started dating, she recommended this movie to us. And it's like, holy smoke or something. It was a Harvey Keitel movie. Mm. And it was so fucking weird. And like all this weird sex shit going on. And we're like looking at each other. I'm like, well, that's my mom. Because Ian didn't know me that well at the time. Like, yeah, my mom is, you know, she's she's mm, different. She's different. <laughs> it's a very good oh, way yeah, to say it. My mom always thinks there's just too much cursing in yes. the world. I so know. she loves having me as a child. I'm sure she does. Oh, it's so hard. Not yeah, to curse. It's hard. It's hard for me all the time, especially if I'm around children. I always forget. I have. I'm to like, s- yo, you fucked that. Oh, uh, ah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think my cussing has gotten worse since starting this podcast too. Um, at my last job, my immediate boss cursed. I mean, a magical level of cursing, like Ooh. almost a veep level of cursing. Everyone was a shit bird and a fuck face. And like. <laughs> I want to go work there. Oh, my God. It was Can the I get best. a job there? That sounds like it would be fun. And he and I got along like gangbusters because yeah. I'm just as bad. Right. And he knew that he could – like it used to drive me crazy because he would literally just call all the guys in his office so he could tell them a joke. And then he'd look at me and he'd be like, you probably already know it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to feel. I'm so complimented on the one hand. And, and then yet. on the other, I'm like – you think I'm a trashy lady. <laughs> is there such a thing as a trashy yeah, lady? That's fine. No. Oh, yeah. There is. I am, I would say. Okay. But he did also <laughs> tell me when I went in for one of my reviews, and I was like, I need a raise. And he's like, uh, what you need is a husband. <gasps> yeah. Wow, that's not HR appropriate at no, all. No, it was Mm-mm. not. No. Every time the HR lady would even come within 50 feet of our cubes we were like oh god no we're put him trouble. away put yep. him away <laughs> but then as soon as he left i realized like how wonderful it was to work in that environment the, yeah because he was very like full of bluster and bravado very similar to like a horse trainer and that's just very like ego and once you figured out like how to manage that ego mm-hmm. like you were fine yeah and if you got mad 
he'd forget by the next day, even if he asked you to do something that you knew he really didn't, you know, if he wanted. Like, if we had a group that came, like, 30 minutes early, he'd be like, why isn't the fucking room fucking ready? There's a bunch of fucking yahoos here. Da -da 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 -da. We're like, we're not going to seat them 30 minutes early so they're going to sit in a conference room by themselves. And we're certainly not going to sit in there and make small talk with them. So, like, if they got here early, they can wait. So he would yell and yell and yell. And then the next day, you would just, you know, start over. Yeah. And just try to keep him away from reception. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go up there. Don't stay look, away from HR. Here. Stay look away from reception. Look over here. Look over here. <laughs> oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, those kind of people are usually pretty good to work for. Yeah. Just, I, I would mind, rather have someone. I don't someone, mind bluster and bravado. I would rather have someone be like, you're a fucking idiot. And know that, like, they actually cared than to have them just be like, no, you're doing fine. Yeah. And then behind your back being like. She's, She's a fucking terrible. idiot. <laughs> she comes in at 11 every day. Yeah. And I'm like, don't let okay. me keep doing it. That's my biggest thing. You Not that I'm going to change, but I'd like to know why you're going to fire uh, me in three months. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm oh, irreplaceable. You are irreplaceable. That is true. That's not true. It is true to No me. one's it's irreplaceable. It's true for me. Oh, thanks, Fran. You're welcome. Uh... Oh. Yes. Did you watch the Fergie National Anthem? I've seen a clip of it. I didn't I didn't watch the whole it thing. Was... I just watched the astounding end, the finish. Oh, I don't oh. It was just bad. It I feel really... like that's the only big like pop culture thing that's happened since the last time I saw you. Yeah, and I actually knew what you were talking about, so there's that. That's awesome. I know. I'm growing. But all the people that like defended her, they were like, when was the last time you took a risk, you boring people? And I was like, um, that's her job to do a good job singing. And she didn't. <laughs> it's not that she risked the style. She did a poor job yeah. of the style. So, whatever. Yeah. Some people can make that kind of thing work. Someone tweeted like, if the actually... vibe she was going for was like drunk mom trying to be sexy, <laughs> then she nailed it. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty accurate. Maybe she did. But Maybe I pretty she much was. can't stand her anyway. So. I was going to say, it's not, I would not recommend her to sing your national anthem at any point. Yeah. So. Someone else. Somebody's bad. Somebody call. else tweeted. Um, uh, you guys can't put like that much pressure on her. She literally has a song called Let's Get Retarded. <laughs> 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 you knew what you were hiring. Right. That's a poor hiring decision. Yep. So what are you going to do? Exactly. <sighs> well, I'm going to talk about fa famous people today. You are? I am. Is she one of them? No, but I can say that she peed her pants on stage once. But oh, no one really? forgot that. Yes. I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, I mean, sometimes it happens to women after they've had children, but... No, she didn't have kids yet. No. Does she have kids now? Mm-hmm. Oh. Axel. Oh, Lord. With this really hot guy, Josh Tumel, oh. which is another reason that I don't like her. Because I was like, no. Is he an actor? Yeah, he's okay. super good looking. His, his face popped right into my head when he, he said his name. Yeah, and he hasn't really taken off. Like, he's very good looking. So I don't know if he's just, I don't know. Bad man, bad agent. I don't know. He seems Maybe like a really nice guy. He's from like Minnesota. He Maybe he just does it to make enough money. Well, they're and divorced now. About it. So. Oh. But yeah. They well, do now he's just living off of her. Ooh. It's possible. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm going to talk about famous people and the shitty things that they did that we either ignore or don't talk about. Is Donald Trump going to be one of them? No, because he's terrible and has no redeeming qualities. Oh. These are people that are beloved. Oh, okay, good. Yes. This will be fun. Mm, hopefully. All right, let's do it. Let's start off with who do you think is just untouchably wonderful? Tom Hanks. Oh, no. He is wonderful. <laughs> He's forever wonderful. He's amazing. I'm thinking more along the lines of Gandhi. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was, see, I was thinking celebrities, not like oh, yeah. religious deities. Yeah. Or well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Course, but no. Okay, Gandhi. Yeah. So he's got three strikes against him. Sex, drugs. What? And racism. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, racism I could see. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he basically started out pretty normal guy. Well, he did get married at 13, but it was an arranged. That's, and that's normal back then for right. that. And probably still for that area of the world is not uncommon. Well, and he actually grew up. A, mm, mm. I didn't write this down. Skip. I skip researched it. this a couple skip. days ago. So I've forgotten now. <laughs> but I don't actually think he's from India. I'm going to okay. say he, is he from England? grew up in South Africa. South Africa, really? South Africa. Okay. Um. So he got married at 13, arranged marriage. He had sexy times with his wifey. He has kids. Okay. Um, so then I think in his 30s, he decides to take a very serious vow of spirituality, which includes chastity. Okay. And then he decides to just fuck shit up for everybody and say, no one should get married. Like, if you're a good, devout Indian, you should not get married. It's kind of your responsibility. And no one should have intercourse. And you should segregate men and women. And you should take a cold bath if you feel randy. So was he trying to depopulate the earth? What was his no, thinking behind was, this? Ah, just trying to... I don't know if he was like just trying super... to take everyone down with him or... Hmm. I know the Heaven's Gate people had a similar feeling about well, didn't things. Didn't they like neuter themselves? They, some of them did, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think his was quite like that. Okay. Uh, but then he went super weird about it. And he would conduct experiments where he would have like naked kids hang out with each other and like observe them hanging out and if anything ever got like sexy they'd be punished oh and then he would test his purity on a very regular basis by having beautiful naked women sleep next to him uh-huh and give him naked massages every day and he'd like okay. to give them all enemas every day Mm -hmm. He gave them enemas? Yes. That's very And then odd. they gave him enemas. So there was a lot of nudity. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yes. I would like to understand his thinking behind that. Right? Yeah. And apparently everybody at the time knew that this was happening and that it was super inappropriate. And they were like, you know, well, how are we going to go along with your cause if you're doing this to your reputation? But right. But then after he died, kind of, it just kind of went away. It's, mm. but now it's back. And then he did an, another now it's back dick here. move. Just the worst. His wife uh, came down with pneumonia. Uh, and I think the British doctors that he took her to said a shot of penicillin would actually heal her. And God, he said no, um, because that's an alien medicine and I don't want to inject it into her body. So she died. <laughs> It's an alien medicine. So, the, yeah, I mean, there's some people who don't believe in okay, medicine. Okay, but then. Okay. He catches malaria. <gasps> he did not. And he let the doctors give him quinine. 
Gandhi. Right? Then he got appendicitis. Did he let them operate? Oh, he sure did. So that's mm. pretty alien, I think, if you ask me. Yeah. So that's dick move number two. Okay. So that's the drugs part. And then the racism part is, uh, oh, he, so he first traveled to Africa when he was 24. So he did come He's from He's not from Africa. <laughs> He's not. Okay. He, he was born at the age of 24. <laughs> um, so he was apparently very prejudiced against South Africa's blacks. Uh-huh. But the, apparently the reasoning is that he wanted to help elevate the Indian population so he kind of it apparently was a zero sum game. So he shit on the blacks and was like, the Indians aren't as bad as the blacks. Right. So uh, clearly that's a great argument. I mean, so he said the Indians are better, if anything, than the savages or the natives of Africa. Uh, he wanted all the Africans kicked out of the slums uh, with the Indians because he didn't like them mixing. Uh, and he said, we're definitely not as bad as the Africans. We don't have any war dances in kaffir beer. And apparently kaffir is like the N-word for black people over there. My goodness, yeah, Gandhi. Yeah, so he was not super nice about them. Um, but then everybody makes the argument that he was young at the time and he wasn't woke. And that's a dumb thing and to focus on. And that's just the way it was back then. Right. Yada, yada. Mm, he, yeah. He didn't really mean it. Well, I think back then, probably pretty much everybody hated the black South Africans. In South Africa? Hmm. Yeah, probably. There was a thing. I don't know, for a long time. It was, like it was a big yeah. thing. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Mm, yeah, he's got some shady stuff. Yeah. I famously cheated on his wife, like, all the time. Although, apparently, the stuff about only dating, like, or only sleeping with white hookers is not true. Okay. Um... And I think someone else tried to say that he beat up hookers, but I don't think no, he did, I don't he did think that either. That's true. But he did plagiarize uh, passages in his dissertation for his doctoral degree. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. That they went back and they looked at yeah, it. Yeah, in way 1990, after the fact. a yeah. bunch of scholars and archivists um, from Boston University went back and read through everything. And then they eventually ruled that it was not bad enough to revoke his degree, but they would place a letter with such information in the file with the actual dissertation so that wasn't <laughs> just fyi just he FYI, cheated guys. a little yeah he kind of but really he's stuff. fucking martin luther june king jr Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> <laughs> he did more good than harm i would have to say yeah he might have harmed his wife's feelings yes poor Coretta. uh he might have cheated a little on a dissertation but really who doesn't come on <laughs> and <laughs> But he really did change the world, so I'm giving him a pass. Yep. Plus, I think that most people who are super powerful have some weird other shit going on. Well, don't they, they say some... everyone's kind of a sociopath if you're very successful? Mm. I think they do. They might. Yeah. I know they say that, like, most founders of startups are sociopathic. Well, sociopathic. But, yeah, I mean, like, anybody who wants, like, kind of absolute power you'd think has... There's so much other energy that goes along with having that kind of power. Yeah, it's stressors that people have to deal with. And yeah, so yeah. I think it ends up with people getting pretty weird sometimes. I believe it. Mm, power, bad. Absolute power. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cash. Mm, nobody thinks he was good. I know. 
<laughs> okay, just wanted to make clear that but, we're, we're not going to be tarnishing his reputation. <laughs> but did you know that he burned 500 acres of Los Angeles protected forest? Whoops. <laughs> So in June of 1965, he was camping, and his camper caught fire. He was in Los Padres National Forest, Johnny. so he and that triggered a forest fire that burnt 500 acres, nearly killed him, and it was a refuge for endangered condors. Johnny, I know, and 49 of them left. Some reports say they died, but birds don't generally die in fires; <laughs> they fly away. <laughs> So he drove off 49 of the refugees, refugees, refuges. <laughs> refuges? <sighs> okay, get it together over there. The of the endangered sanctuaries. species. <laughs> 53 endangered condors. And the federal government filed a lawsuit against him. Uh, and he claimed that his camper uh, sparked. Right, on the grass or something. Right, like uh -huh. from a defective exhaust system. Um, but then apparently later, like, told people, like, no, it was definitely... I, I was drunk. I said a yeah. Dropped a cigarette. he was a huge drunk and drug addict at that point. Right. And ironically, it was after Ring of Fire came out. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, like, two years after. But. Okay. Um, so the federal government filed a lawsuit against him. He wound up paying about $82,000. And then at one point, famously made the comment, I don't care about your damn yellow buzzards. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Johnny Cash. Yeah, what do you want I mean, from him, really? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, fuck those yellow buzzards. Roll Dow. <gasps> don't even start. Yeah! No, I don't want to know. These are, but they're pretty entertaining. Don't mess with my James and the Giant right? Peach Our beloved author. Beloved author, James and the Giant Peach, The Witches, BFG, Matilda, Willy Wonka, tons of stuff. Uh, apparently, he was a huge bigot, but he was an oh. equal opportunity bigot. Okay. He kind of hated everybody. Well, I can agree with him there. So the <laughs> highlights were, because I just really liked these few sentences. Uh, apparently at one point in James and the Giant Beach, which I don't remember, Grasshopper declares, I'd rather be fried alive and eaten by a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently that didn't go over well. Uh, the Oompa Loompas mm -hmm. were originally depicted as small black pygmies with warlike cries. I think I've seen in one of the books, the illustrations really? were somewhat like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, this is not making me not like Roald Dahl, so I'm, I'm good yeah, with no. all of this. Uh, then he wrote a book of kind of fairy tales called Revolting Rhymes. And mm -hmm. in it, he called Cinderella a dirty slut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is just making me like him more, quite okay, honestly. Now, not so much. Uh, apparently in an interview, and I don't know why anyone would be talking to him about the Holocaust, but apparently somebody did. And he said, there is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. I mean, there's always a reason why anti-anything crops up anywhere. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. <laughs> A stinker, a like stinker. Killer. Oh, pshaw! <laughs> that little troublemaker. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, so. that is an interesting take. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. was in like 1983 that he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's not apologizing. God damn it. Nope. But now he died. Yes. Uh, George Washington. Our president, our very first our president, very first George. President. Okay. But this is actually like I, I, I have no problem with this at all. He spent money like crazy. I do that too. 
So in <laughs> seven months, he spent six thousand dollars. At so at the time, that was seventy-five times the yearly salary of an army private on booze alone. Well, I mean, come on. So I did the math, and a yearly salary of an army primate, primate. <laughs> We, no offense, Army. <laughs> she These just considers you all monkeys. <laughs> uh, the starting salary of an Army private is like $22,000, which is insane. So 75 times Now? That, yeah. Oh, my Lord. We I need know. to do something about that. Uh, so 75 times that means that in today's dollars, he would have spent $1.6 million on booze in seven months. Hmm. Which is probably not That's super a good hard party. Yeah. Well, he did have a lot of pressure too. He probably had to drink a lot. And he might have thrown a lot of parties. Well, yeah, and he billed the Continental Congress for all of this. <laughs> good move. And then it says that he spent ten times the salary of a private on a saddle. And I this article not written by equestrians. On a saddle for a horse. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Not his camel. But the, ma but the math on that means a saddle would have cost $220,000. And I mean, even like an Hermes saddle today, is, I mean, what's the Maybe most expensive 10, saddle now? 10? About probably. I mean, not over 100. No. It'd have to be like gold plated or something. No, but once you put like the stirrups and all that stuff on, you could probably spend 12 if you really wanted to. Yeah, not 220. No. Bananas. Maybe the horse of, came with it. I don't know. I can't think of an instance where that would be. Unless maybe you hired the guy from France, flew him over here, they had him pick, <laughs> shipped him over here, <laughs> boated him over here. First, you invented an airplane. <laughs> right. <laughs> See how expensive this gets? Then you burned the plans so that no one knew about it. Until... Right. And then you flew him over. And then you had to destroy the plane. That would be And then he crazy. had to pick out the cows, but those came from Japan. Oh, and yeah. And then they came over, and then I could see, you know, if you tried really hard, you could probably spend 220000 Uh, Yeah. All right. I think we figured that Thank out. Thank you for confirming that. You're welcome. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah. Um, when he wasn't busy inventing the telephone, he was involved in a bizarre campaign to eliminate deaf people. <laughs> Well, they can't hear the phone, so what yes, the fuck? you might assume that this is just good business sense, since <laughs> deaf people were unlikely to become a huge market for telephones, but his concerns were more weirdly specific. He feared that deaf people would take over America. Like some kind of hearing-impaired <laughs> Illuminati. Why would they take over America? I don't know. He was... Because, you know, the, the hearing have one big advantage over them. And that, surprise. Yes, they can surprise them. <laughs> the they can make all kinds of plans standing right behind them. It seems unlikely that they would then be able to take yeah, over really the country. All right. Uh, Maybe he's a little paranoid. Ulysses S. Grant. I don't think he's going to have done much good. Uh, he was concerned that blacks and whites would never be able to live together peacefully. Mm -hmm. So he concocted a plan where he was going to buy the Dominican Republic for $1.6 million dollars. And send all four million freed black slaves in the United States there. Hey, you know, at least he was trying to do something positive. <laughs> Is and that I mean, positive? well, I mean, and like, hey, we're not just going to kill them or make them suffer. Like, at least he wasn't like, ah, oh, fuck them. Who cares? Let's drown them all. He was like, oh, well, let's just put them suppose. somewhere. You really put a positive spin on what all was, of these. Well, because <laughs> I can relate, I'm man. I'm human. I'm, I'm trying to think of. He's just a man. 
He's just a man trying to get rid of the blacks. Standing in front of the freed slaves. <laughs> saying, what are we going to do with you? I, just, there was, who was talking? It's something about like once um, the Civil War was over and black people like wanted to go back to Africa and a bunch of them did go back to Africa because like, sure. hey, this is not our country. We don't. Right. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Maybe we should have. That's your story. I don't know. Mm, that's lie. really a good ending. <laughs> I've been practicing. You really valentine that ending. <laughs> I've been practicing my endings. Yeah. Can't you tell? Uh, anyway, I can. I, I feel like he wasn't as bad as he could have been is all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. Okay. Uh, Sean Connery. Mm. A little jump in history. Uh, in mm. Playboy magazine in 1965, mm -hmm. he said the following quote. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about... Want a quote? Talking about <laughs> Want a crazy, crazy women. quote? Yep. Okay. An open-handed slap is justified. If all other alternatives fail, and there's been plenty of warning... <laughs> If a woman is a bitch or hysterical or bloody-minded continually, then I'd do it. Wow. Yeah, so then 20 years what, later. What is this? What is this like if she's been warned? What the fuck is that all about? Like, if, it, if there's no other option, like, you could always just leave. True. I mean, you can walk out and say, I do not want to have this relationship with you anymore. Yeah. You don't have to smack them. No. Sean Connery. But I mean, I've definitely wanted to hit women. See, before. I'm not finding anything positive about Listen, this Listen, if one. we want equal rights, we can't be like, you can't hit us. We're the fairer No, sex. you can say that until you hit them. Like, the if girls you want to say that until they hit them. Yeah. Men. If you want to be able to hit men and not have them hit you back, then yeah, I would say equal rights. But if you have not okay. hit them and they just nail you, then no, that's not equal rights. That's well, just yeah. bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh... And I'm then, not on board with abuse. So then 20 years later, Barbara mm -hmm. Walters sits down in an interview with him and confronts him about it. Says, mm -hmm. You famously said these things. And he goes, yeah, I still stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then his quote he, was, uh... there are women who take it to the wire. That's what they're looking for. The ultimate confrontation. They want a smack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so what a dick. James All Bond right. hits he's, he's on my list. <laughs> Uh, Eric Clapton, um, racist. God, the hell? Who not was it? Apparently really? not anymore, though. He's apologized profusely and yeah. is barely mortified. People he's... get woke. Right. So back if in you're 19... not, what's his name? 76. What? Who was woke? Gandhi? No. I was thinking of the one who called that cop sugar tits. Oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uber Catholic crazy racist it's really terrible because i look back at the at the like dreamy crushes that i had when i was a kid mm -hmm. and they all turned out to be dicks and i'm like i'm just for like it's just in my blood that i apparently fall in love with dickheads the mel gibson was a big one uh the kid from terminator 2 eddie furlong i was so oh, in love with him it was yeah. not even he's funny. a disaster a raging disaster yeah. the first crush i ever had like I was probably seven, you know, like that yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. crush, was my oldest sister's boyfriend's, I think it was his cousin or something. Whoa. But so he was an adult man, right? And <laughs> he was a man. He was a man. But he rode a motorcycle, had tattoos, and was I a total mean. drunk. And I was like, oh, my God, coolest guy in the whole world. And yeah. I'm like seven. That's, <laughs> you know, that's completely right. Mm -hmm, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So don't trust my judgment. I think we've gone over this before. Don't trust my judgment. Don't. I can't. And I can't be trusted Somehow either, Ian so. worked out. Like, I don't. Yeah, you did and, get a really good one in the end. With no tattoos and no motorcycles. I know. He's a good guy. And no slapping me when I get out of hand. It's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you're that pretty happened. obedient. That's true. I am <laughs> you're very <pretty> obedient. Subservient. <laughs> With your tiny feet. <laughs> I had them bound when I was a That's child. So gross. <laughs> Do you ever look at pictures of? Oh God, yeah. We should, so there's a whole thing over there. We could do the whole. Yeah, that's when we started our YouTube channel. Oh, because you need pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I know everyone keeps doing, why, why don't you do an online dating one? Like, you have amazing stories. And I was like, it's all just pictures of fucking weirdos. But see, yeah. And at this point, I'm thinking what that episode would be is like, look at this guy. And yeah. Look, and then and I look feel at like this there's guy. a lawsuit And involved. look at this guy. But like, there's nothing else to say other than look at this guy. <laughs> so Just commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless we could actually get you to go out on some of those dates, and then there might be some good stories. No, I'd rather die. <laughs> I'm dying alone. That's fine. With lots of dogs. Because I'm a cat lady. Right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Jerk. <laughs> um, okay, so Eric Clapton back in yes, 1976, okay. uh, there was a racist Tory uh, member of parliament named Enoch Powell. And apparently Clapton was at a concert and just decided to start mouthing off about it. And he said, I think we should vote for Enoch Powell. Enoch's our man. I think Enoch's right. I think we should send them all back. What? Stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out. Get the bogs out. Get the coons out. Keep Britain white. I used to be into dope. Now I'm into racism. It's much. He said that? Yeah. (laughs) It's much heavier, man. Fucking wogs, man. <laughs> Fucking Saudis taking over London. Bastard wogs. I should be doing this in an English accent. Yeah. But I can't. I'll butcher it. In a male male English accent, yeah. please. Britain is becoming overcrowded, and Enoch will stop it and send them all back. The black wogs and coons and Arabs and fucking Jamaicans and fucking don't belong here. We don't want them here. This is England. This is a white country. Wow. We need to make it clear to them they are not welcome. England is for white people, man. We are a white country. And then I don't he want... came masquerading as like some hippy-dippy love right? shirts. Jesus. I don't want fucking wogs living next to me with their standards. This is Great Britain, a white country. What is happening to us for fuck's sake? Mm. Eric, 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 Eric. now he regrets it. I bet he does. Yeah. He has issued many. But nobody seems to talk about that. I guess once you say you're sorry, if you don't do it again, like America loves a comeback. That's true. Um, Mother Teresa. Oh, she was a piece of fucking work. Yeah, she really should get her own episode. But no. Go ahead. But Uh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do another Christopher Hitchens shout out. Uh, Because he is one of the leading opponents of her and her and her sainthood <laughs> he's anti-mother trees what does he even get to say he's an atheist yeah I he doesn't know, get I don't a know why he doesn't get a vote but he's super against her and it, his um, the amazing quote was she's a lying thieving albanian dwarf <laughs> bless I yeah, because she like kept people sick and starving, right? She, in order to be able to continue to minister to them. Yep. So yeah. she, this one of the quotes was, "She was not a friend of the poor; she was a friend of poverty." Mm-hmm. Uh, she constantly said that suffering was a gift from God, right? And that it basically just enhances your holiness. She was almost envious of the poor. Um, she was so intensely anti-abortion. 
um, that it also extended to anti-contraception mm-hmm. uh, and kind of anti-women's rights even. Um, well, I could see that. I think it was She's from, an Albanian dwarf. She won a <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. And mm. I think it was during that speech that she said abortion is the biggest destroyer of love and peace uh, in our time. Mm. Um, but someone argued that she was basically spending her life opposing the only known cure for poverty, which is the empowerment of women uh, and the emancipation of them from a livestock version of compulsory reproduction. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that very fancy yeah, things there. About that. Uh, she publicly bragged about coercing vulnerable people into conversions on their deathbeds. <laughs> yeah. Better late than never, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they say basically like her ministry harbored an obsession with suffering and death that influenced her care uh, more than her desire to help. Uh, she envied the struggle of those in poverty. She thought it brought them closer to God. Mm-hmm. Um, she likened their suffering to Christ on the cross. Um, and in the worst years, she encouraged and condoned it. And even though she has, I think, 500 or so hospitals and orphanages around the world. Um, what, named after her? Uh, in the, what do you mean she has them? In the ministry that she founded which i think is like the missionaries of compassion or something like that um and then i read an article where someone went and volunteered at one of her hospitals in calcutta Uh and he said it was the most disgusting place was this recent or old um like when she was i think she was still alive okay um but the conditions were absolutely squalid and disgusting. Um, there was because peop- suffering is good, people right? were tied to beds. Oh Jesus! Um, they would reuse needles until they were dull. Mm, um, I might have done that. They would <laughs> hopefully not to other people. Um, they would just not have doctors. They would just have kind of nurses mm-hmm. overworked that didn't really know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, their sanitary practices were not even close to being up to par they would wash apparently like dirty sheets and stuff in the same place they would wash dishes there was like feces all over the place it just sounds really terrible that's really terrible so do you think that she because she brought a lot of attention to the poor and to poverty do you think that there was any balance in like the bad she did with the good she did? I don't. I mean, because I don't know if she was getting donations and all this money. Yeah, but like, she wasn't doing anything. With right. That. So that's what I'm wondering. Like, what what happened to all that attention know. and money? And, and she stuff? hung out with assholes. Like for all the Princess Diana hanging out, she did. She also like loved the despot that run that ran Haiti at the time. And like praised. Well, he probably because he kept everybody in poverty too. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was uh, bringing everybody closer to God. Uh, yeah. So basically, they didn't do any pain management because you Suffering should suffer, mm-hmm. right? So, like illnesses and diseases that could have easily been tempered or cured just went un notice wow um sort of like gandhi's wife they had expired (laughs) medicines yeah um and then her quote was i think it's very beautiful for the poor to accept their lot to share it with the passion of christ i think the world is much being much helped by the suffering of the poor people what a bitch honestly that's the most fucked up thing to say when you're voluntarily putting yourself in that that's fine go ahead and volunteer to be poor right but don't like 
And people who have no other option try to make them stay there and that they should be grateful for it. Fuck you. How do you even Mm. think that? Why am I more angry about that than I am about... Eric Clapton being racist? No, I was pretty mad about that. Roald Dahl? But Ulysses Grant... Oh, no, because he was just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not actually mad at anybody. (laughs) Making an island. (laughs) No, just... But that kind of... No, that and the slapping. I got mad at Sean Connery with the slapping comment. Well, because she was billed as an amazing saintly person. She's a fucking saint now. So Well, there's just one more t- tick against the Catholic Church. Well, Poor judgment on the Catholic Church's and part all I, over the place. Well, and I was really sad to learn that it was, I think it was Francis that, like, fast-tracked her sainthood. Oh, Francis. Or it was, maybe it was JP2. Let's too. not, pre- it might let's, have been, pre- let's pretend Francis hasn't done anything I love bad. him so much. I want to. Um, I'm sure he's done a bunch of shady shit, but I don't but, want to think about that. Yeah, whichever pope it was that did it. Maybe it was JP2. <laughs> um, you're supposed to wait five years after the person's death, and he didn't. Um, you're supposed to have... They have to have at least two miracles, right? I think so. What the fuck were and her miracles? They were proven wrong. Some woman claimed that like the light that came in her window cured her tumor or something, and her doctor was like, she never had a tumor. <laughs> um... <laughs> And it's a big you're hoax. supposed to have a big council that's called the Devil's Advocate Council, basically. I want to be on that council. I know. That I'm, would be I'm fun. on it already. I bullshit. Like. We just bad. Yeah. Bullshit. I call bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so they didn't with her. So I think that's why Christopher Hitchens started this whole like okay. anti. And he has an article from that era that's called Mommy Dearest. And it talks about how terrible Aww. she is. Amazing. And he has that a documentary about her apparently called Hell's Angel. Oh. I know. I like it. He was on a he was on a serious rampage. He really was. Yeah. Um but yeah, so she's a saint now. But the re- apparently the reason that they think that the Catholic Church because they thought it was just really good PR mm. that she was like a really good Catholic that they could kind of jump on this train of her being popular and I'm beginning to wonder if there are I mean, any really good Catholics quite honestly. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry, family. Sorry, all of you. My mom. Uh, That's true. My brothers. To date, besides her ridiculous political views, my mom is a pretty nice person. Yeah, I would say my brothers are good guys too. Yeah, they are genuinely I mean, good people. I wouldn't. And they're I mean, church like going. I've definitely come out to my parents, even though I'm not gay, just to annoy them. I know you. <laughs> And they accepted you? They didn't throw you right out of the house? Oh, my mom. They didn't try to pray you My mom looked like she was going to explode. That's fantastic. Um, What are we going to tell our friends? Right? Ah. No, I don't even think that's what it is. You're just going to go to hell. Hmm. That's like my dad is pretty... My dad every now and then will send us emails that he's very concerned that we're going to go to hell. Yeah, I don't think... I'm not. Heaven and hell is never used in our house as a like motivating tool it was just like what's right and what's wrong i i just wonder like what's the point of me saying all right i believe in whatever you're saying right. just to get you off my back so that you don't worry about it like if it's true like really does this great power care if you know right oh and that was another big thing about mother Teresa was that she was kind of the embodiment of like the white savior going into poor mm. brown but she didn't save them she just she kept being poor and hungry and sick. Turns uh, out. Okay. Yeah, not great. Mother uh, Teresa, zero stars. No stars for Sean you. Connery, zero stars. Okay, so that was my 10 people. And then my honorable mentions are 
Henry Ford was anti-Semitic. Henry Ford was a full-on Hitler supporter. Acolyte. And I drive a Ford, so okay. I really can't talk. Uh, Churchill hated Indians. Well, but and Churchill's so amazing, I don't care. And he's often blamed for a famine in India mm. that killed some four million people. Mm, that's not so good. Charlie Chaplin was a pedophile. Oh, was he really? But like was he old, like I married my fourteen-year-old like cousin pedophile? pedophile? Yeah, or not like a like three I rape small children. No, no, no. It was like I got it. I we really year old pregnant. Okay, because think I mean, about yourself really at fourteen. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of myself at fourteen. Oh, I thought I was an adult. Right, and clearly there was some manipulation and advantage taking of that of my age, but. At the same time, I didn't feel that way. Like, I didn't feel like I... Right. Until I got to be an adult. And then I was like, oh, wow, that was all kinds of fucked up. But at the time, it was fine. Like, it wasn't like a detrimental Oh, yeah. Thing. When I was like 16, 17, I had this massive crush on my... One of my boyfriend's older brother because he was in a band. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah. And so he <laughs> was like 28. And I was not 18 yet. And I remember like going on a date and he was like, you're... Definitely 18, right? And I was like, I will be. One and day. Like I didn't, and like he wouldn't like kiss me or anything. Like he then he freaked out. And I was mm. like, what the fuck? I'm totally an adult. And now I look back and I'm like, whoa. Like when I was 28, I'm like, oh, I would not. I went on a date with a 38-year-old when I was 17. Nice. And he but you don't realize like how he did not have those hangups. But he did have a thirteen-year-old daughter that we said goodbye to before oh, we left. No, that was a little gross. weird. <laughs> I don't like. And there was only the one. We ended up just kind of being friends. Yeah, it's friends. Yeah. Mm. But seriously, 38, 17? Like, what do we have in common? Nothing. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. But he was a biker, so you know. Oh, so sexy. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kiefer Sutherland has <sighs> four DUIs. I'm sorry? Kiefer Sutherland has four DUIs. Oh, I thought you said he had 40 wives. I'm like, <laughs> he had 40 well, wives. <laughs> they're waiting for him in heaven. <laughs> when I did that you happen? You didn't know he was a terrorist. <laughs> well, Kiefer Sutherland does um, drink. But he's and... also Canadian, which I didn't know. Well, now which there's a problem. Which is more offensive to me than... How is he still in this country? Why haven't we ejected him? I don't. We would he's, if he were his any dad other was race. Canadian too. I'm just saying, if you were another race, we'd probably boot him from the country. Possibly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. After four DUIs, you'd be like, you sorry, we're revoking get, like, your green card. Twelve DUIs here. Not from another country. Yeah, but Canadians don't count. That's why I'm saying, if he was another race, they would have booted. If he had come from the southern border instead of the northern border, there Possibly. would be an issue. Yeah. Trust me, there would be an issue. I, okay. I, I had a friend who um, ran into this issue with her husband, and they got married. He lived here forever on a green card, mm -hmm. and he was going to get citizenship, and he had a DUI when he was young, and they it like happens, it took them for man. freaking ever to get through all the paperwork. They did not want to let him be a citizen. We're like, she's like, we're married. Mm. And then it was like this total painful yeah. process. I believe you. Ugh. Fucking laws. <laughs> Didn't we just talk about how we stole this state from the Mexicans anyway? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We did. We did. We've stolen a lot of things. Pretty much everything. We took their tacos. Yeah. Made them amazing. <laughs> um... <laughs>
Okay, so Kiefer Sutherland, four DUIs. Anything else on him? No, I don't have Just likes to drink. And then I wrote down that I have forgiven Hugh Grant, Mark Wahlberg, Martha Stewart, Tim Allen, and Robert Downey Jr. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is like one of the most all-time, my all-time favorite people. Even when he was fucking loaded, he was great. Like the shenanigans that guy got into with the, oops, I ran into the wrong house and went to sleep in a child's bed. Sorry. Like he was amazing even then, the shit he was doing. I want to hang out with him. Me too. And now that he's like sober and got his shit together and he's so funny. He's still married to the same lady. And so attractive and like just, he's just got, he's he's got it going on. If it's him on his own social media account. He's quite funny, too. Mm. Uh, yeah, Tim Allen got arrested with, like, a pound of cocaine or something. Go Tim Allen. His Google is mugshot. It's fantastic. Um, it's so I don't 70s. even think I don't even think that requires your, what did you say, forgiveness? I think that's, you're just mad you weren't there with him for Probably. that party. Yeah. Because I don't even know why you would be bothered by that. Well, and how great place. of a comeback is Martha Stewart? Well, she I mean, did. she's still untouchable. She came back and was still like, I'm queen of the world. Yeah. So I went I'm to prison. Perfect. And she like profited. Like, I'm going to hang out with Snoop Dogg now. So oh, now what? I'll take on the gangsta housewife situation. And amazing together. I know. She's great. Uh, yeah. And of course, I was never mad at her, though. Either. Hugh Grant with the prostitute. Yeah, whatever. Right. You know? And Mark Wahlberg, like, stabbed an Asian guy. Well, he's pretty racist, isn't he? Or no, maybe he's just like super Catholic. He's got some like he was super super conservative. I think he was super racist as a youth. Oh well, people are really dumb when they're young. And he's from Boston, and that's not a known town for its uh... racial diversity and acceptance. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was born there. Were you really (laughs) in Boston? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Beth Israel Hospital. I thought you were always from California. Mm -mm. But I was only there until I was six. Is that why you wore your little handmaid's nighties and things as a small child with your your little caps? Yep. My mom (laughs) tried to keep your. Yeah, I don't remember a fucking thing about it. We moved to LA when I was six. Okay. Yeah, I've always always lived in California. It happens. Except for a stint, I tried to live in Kansas, but that didn't work out. Oh, my God. I know. You know what's so funny? So we had this idea. There was a bunch of podcaster people there, right? And so there's this idea floating around like, hey, why don't we all get together and do like an extra episode and we'll just shoot the shit and Whoa, tell stories about that'd whatever. that'd be amazing. Right? It'd be super fun. But it didn't work out because none of us had recording equipment or time or any of that. But the so the idea was, oh, we'll tell crazy stories from when we traveled and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't have any crazy stories from when I traveled. All my crazy stories are from when I was younger. And, and like stayed I put. And stayed put, <laughs> right. And, like, was running away from police and crazy things like that. Completely forgetting that the one time I almost was murdered oh, was... <laughs> what happened when I was actually in Kansas <laughs> on a trip. Oh, my God. And I was like... and you I was can't in, die in Kansas. And I was thinking, though, like, oh, I don't have any good stories to tell. As I'm on my way to Kansas, going the one really crazy trip story I have is actually in Kansas. Wow. Tell me more. Uh, about that? Yeah. Is it a good story? Uh, so I was dating a guy, and we were both pretty screwed up on drugs at the time. I was very young. I was probably like 18. And he's, his parents lived in Kansas. And so he went there because he kind of ran out of options out here. And then I decided I wanted to go there because we were going to get cleaned up. We were going to. And like, I was like, if I just get out of California, this will be great. So I went out there. Let me go somewhere super depressing with nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll get We'll just drink a lot is what happened. <laughs> so we both started drinking a lot as soon as all the drugs I brought with me ran out. Mm. And then <laughs> and then uh, he was not a good drunk. Oh. And 
ran on the depressive side. And plus his parents were awful and he didn't have any good memories of them. Oh. So one night he decided he was going to kill all of us and he grabbed <gasps> his shotgun. That's right. You told me yeah. And I was wrestling the bullets away and we got in a big old battle. And I don't quite remember That's how it amazing. ended except for that we were both jammed behind a bed wrestling over a shotgun. Ugh. And then apparently we got tired and went to sleep. I don't know what the fuck happened. But I went home shortly after that. I was like, uh, okay, I this is so. not working out. And the one thing <laughs> I remember. We stayed together for 10 more years. <laughs> well, no, we didn't break up. So <laughs> he the ended up. The power he, of addiction, everyone. He ended up coming back, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. What? <laughs> it was just it was just a little squabble. Just learn from Jesus. our mistakes, friends. Maybe that's why I'm so mad at Sean Connery for thinking it's okay to slap someone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, whatever, I'd slap a lady. <laughs> I'm like, uh, anyway, yeah, so it's a pretty good story. That it, is pretty it good. was really terrifying at the time, except for that, like, I was so out of it. It was also just kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, really? We're going to battle, you know, right. like, it's so surreal that it's almost oh, not yeah. real. It, and in the end, that guy, he did end up killing himself. Oh, shit. He, yeah, he hung himself. So oh, clearly he, he was not above, like, he legitimately could have killed us all that night. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's. I could have been a victim of one of those, you know, fratricide, matricide. No, that's not. Well, he You're would have killed his it. mom. No, but he was going to kill his oh, mother, gotcha, his father, gotcha. and me, and then himself. Mm. That was his plan. Whoa. I guess we'd all made him mad. I don't know. And yeah. can I just tell you something about Neotache, Kansas, which is where this happened, which what? is in the middle of Kansas? nowhere. Neotache. 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 Um, the one quote I remember was. We don't lack people from California, <laughs> which, and the fact that no matter where we went, because I was a little punk rocker at the time, mm. like people would literally stop with forks in the air when we walked into a restaurant nice. and just stare at us. It was a good time. Well, you did have some pretty good haircuts back then. I did. Yeah. And we dressed a little nutty. I bet. Particularly for Neo to Kansas. Why did you think Kansas would... Well, it was a, a place to go, bill. and I didn't think there would be such easy access to things. So I thought, like, if I go there, we're not going to have any option. And the oh, option was just come home. Okay. <laughs> like, this isn't working. I want to come home. I mean, I can't lie. I've definitely run back to Texas at least twice. Yeah, but that was actually your home for a while. This was just me trying to get away from California, thinking that would help. Yeah. It did not. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out you can't just relocate can't and solve that problem. Problems. Oh, my God. So stupid. Wherever you go, there they are. But you can drink them away. No, or, but, see, that could almost get you killed. So, yeah. clearly. Be careful who you drink them away with is all I'll say. That's why I drink alone. <laughs> with my dogs <laughs> and my cats. It's all self-preservation, everyone. <laughs> I'm not antisocial. I'm just <sighs> trying to stay alive. Good times. Yep. God bless that man. Poor guy. Yeah, that's sad. It is pretty sad, actually. He had a pretty fucked up Tortured life. soul. Yeah, pretty much. So, of course, I liked him. Of course. I know. Oh, I like how the worst people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's crazy things that famous people did part one of five million I'm i know sure. yeah well I, feel, I already did john lennon which feels like five years ago that was your first ever episode no that was my second everest was my first oh that's right because we used to do one yeah okay yeah which and john lennon was completely on the fly yes it was because you scared me what i you scared doing? you well yeah because you were like we're gonna do two today and i was like what oh well, I was very ambitious back then. You were. Yeah. You still are. Come on. Nah. Very. You know, I might have a lot of free time coming up. I, I might be am just... terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's 
start another podcast. <laughs> Let's put out seven episodes a week. I thought we could do it. I'm coming over. <laughs> YouTube today. Come on. Let's do it. We're going to be guest hosting on 500 other podcasts. <laughs> That's what you can do. You can yeah. just go guest everywhere. I should just everywhere. volunteer. But I'd have to come over here for all this equipment. So I might just no, be camped out of you can go down house. to Bakersfield and hang oh, out for God's with sake. your friends there. <laughs> yeah, I could. You could visit my parents. Oh, in Tehachapi? Yes. Nice. That'll be fun. That sounds like a blast. They do have two new pug puppies. <sighs> well, seeing as how much you like to spend time there, I'm sure I would love it. Well, you don't, but you're sober, so they'd like you more. And I'm me. not related to them. Oh, yeah. They look and I'm married. Oh, my God. You're you're checking all the boxes. Yeah, so I probably could go and have a great time with them. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Especially if you, oh, the vegan thing might get you, though. Well, I am they, probably going to go down to Southern California because first to see one of my very best friends in the whole world. Nice. Tannis, who has not caught up on this show at all, but she tries. Um and because Hosum Bistro, which is my favorite all-time restaurant in Newport, that burned down a few years ago is now back open. So oh, you got to get there. I know. So if I have some free time coming up, I will for sure do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. That's all I got. That's it. People are shitty. People are shitty. Part two coming soon, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Call me. Bye. Bye.